0: Are we rolling?
1: Yeah. What's up, guys? It's Sarah Rogo. Welcome to my podcast.
0: <laughs> What's up, guys?
1: Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Welcome to my wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing podcast. <laughs> like one of those like
0: <laughs> wind inflated like little dancers outside of the car dealership.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: That's my spirit animal. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Always having a good time. What's up, guys? Welcome to my podcast. Today I have Mitchell Hauser uh, on. Line with me on microphone, with me. Um,
1: on the line, <laughs> yes, yes. A- crossing vast swaths of distance. <laughs> yes,
0: I have Mitchell Hauser uh, on the air with me, sure, on this episode. Yes, uh, and we're here to talk about art, but from the lens of, of what Mitchell does really well. Um, well, he does many things
1: very well. I don't do many things very well. <laughs> he does
0: many things very well. Um, but playing music and uh, producing music in particular, he has a very amazing um, and very, in my opinion, poetic outlook on music and art. Whenever whenever I talk to him, um, we deep dive. We go in and we talk about so many amazing things. Um. So you'll probably hear a lot, lot from him on this podcast. Uh, But Mitchell, I actually want you to, you know, in a nutshell, tell the listeners, you know, what you do.
1: Uh, it's. I mean, it's difficult to quantify. Uh, a producer's job is essentially just to produce something. They're producing some art, and uh, and if that means that uh, that their role needs to be to do something like engineering, then then engineering is what I do, you know? If it means that I'm playing or I'm singing or I'm helping write the song or, you know, any number of things. Uh, uh, it just requires the ability to put on many hats um, and effectively put on the hats, believably put on the hats, you know? Like, not just, like, sort of... And sometimes it's, like, sort of, like, put on a placeholder hat, you know, that's, like sort of good enough to get the production moving forward and then find another person who has a better Mm -hmm. hat you know and you know and sometimes that means you gotta swallow your pride you know and actually just like be humble um and um, realize like what it is that you can do and what it is that that other people can do better and how they can contribute um and bring you know how they wear their hats
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> are... I'm gonna keep using hats. I mean, the whole time. I, I like the metaphor. Uh... I do. I do. Get but let's start. Okay, let's start here. Let's okay. start where. Say, I am Jane Doe. Right. Okay. And I'm a songwriter, a very good songwriter, and I have like mm-hmm. five songs or like four songs that I want to get recorded. And I know nothing, but I heard of this cool guy named Mitchell Hauser who might be able to help me out. Okay. I knock on your door. Okay. And w- what do I do? Okay. I have these four songs that I want to produce. What do I do?
1: Um, okay. So- what happens? okay so the process of making a record at least in my experience um, as a producer and as an artist um, uh, when it comes to like an artist making a record I the first thing that anybody needs to realize is that it's their record that they're making um, and everybody knows what good music sounds like everybody knows what inspires them and uh, and it's that knowledge and that understanding of what is beautiful that they have that's personal to them that is going to be what they take into making a record and making that record their record um and so like a big mistake that a lot of people make um i see a lot of producers making and a misconception that artists have um as um, as far as i'm concerned you know maybe it's not a misconception at all but um thinking that a producer brings this like Like, you're an artist, and I have okay. I have my songs, and I'm gonna come and I'm gonna. This producer is going to just like turn my songs into like some really beautiful thing. Um, and they're just gonna like paint it with this magic producer brush that all of a sudden makes this record artistically like my record somehow. Um, which is immediately relinquishing control of your art to somebody else and, uh, not a way to make a record that you're going to be proud of, I think personally. Um, I think that the more you invest yourself into the process of making music, the more invested you will be in the artistic quality of that thing. Um, and so, Jane Doe comes and has no idea how to make a record, but little does she know that she actually knows a lot more about how to make a record than she does. Um, and it's my job to to try and show ways to do that. Um, and... You know, I mean, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden she has to master engineering or master playing the piano or doing whatever other things that maybe she wants on her record that are necessities for making it. Like obviously, like you get other people involved and engineers get involved, and they do have their thumbprint and their artistic approach. Um, But um, it is—I'm of the opinion that people, artists, should just be aware as much as possible, as much as they can be aware of what every part of the process actually does. Um, And so um, I really just do the very best I can to stay out of the way, uh, to facilitate forward momentum and to uh, allow artists to have ideas and maybe have creative ideas with them or show them things that are possible and give them options so that they can figure out what kind of ways they want to be creative and make their record interesting and cool for them?
0: Yeah, I had someone say to me, it was actually um one of um, Radiohead's producers actually, mm-hmm. and um you know I was asking advice um just on picking a producer, you know, for this was like a while ago, and he goes, you know a recording and and a producer in particular just frames the painting. You know, the artist mm-hmm. creates the painting mm-hmm. and then the recording slash the producer just chooses the best way to frame it. So mm. it's not like they're not painting the picture themselves. They're just choosing the good frame but the frame is also important too from a scientific level when you're choosing a frame for a a painting because Mm -hmm. the eye you know if it's a dark if it's a dark frame with a dark wood it brings out certain tones within the eye of the painting and all that stuff so -hmm. the frame is very important um but it's not the art itself yeah and i i think that goes hand in hand with what you just said
1: yeah um yeah
0: you know, but it's interesting, you know, being the artist that has kind of been the Jane Doe um, before, mm-hmm. especially when I wasn't kind of a, as empowered in my artistry and still really in the beginning stages of learning. Um, how do you... What oh, Two-part question. What do you run into often with artists um and how do you encourage them to be a big part of the process and help them over their artistic and emotional hurdles
1: okay by what do you mean what do you mean by what do you run into with artists
0: like what's what sort of some common tendencies or some common blockages or some you know like so just a little side side story if you don't remember from a previous episode mitchell um produced my album smoke and water um but when i was recording you know i was very 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 self-conscious about listening back to like my voice i thought everything was just complete trash that i was Mm -hmm. like singing Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though it wasn't um and i would just be recording and I would just completely break down like there were times where I had like a complete meltdown because I just thought I wasn't good enough you know so I guess I mean something like that you know what types of tendencies or or things do you run into with artists
1: I okay so um everybody is different everybody just the the process of making art and making music and people's understanding of music is always completely unique to that person. And the more that I learn about music personally, the more I just realize there's just like there's, especially from teaching too, there's just like a million different ways to uh, to understand any concept in music. and uh, and so ultimately, I think the most mature answer that I could give is the most common thing that I run into in the process of production is my own ego, um, and and it's and it's me learning how to put that aside to get the preconceived notions of what I think good music is or what I think quality is, and and put those aside and stop projecting those onto process like projects that I'm working on. Uh, because that is what will allow the voice of an artist to, like, to really shine. Um, Instead of, like, saying, like, oh, you're just like this person, or this is just like that, or this is just like, you know, the last time I did this, or whatever, you know? Um, Even if somebody is exhibiting similar behaviors to another artist that i that i've worked with that doesn't mean that the behaviors are even stemming from the same thing at all yeah and so it's impossible for me to even prescribe a similar diagnosis to those kinds of things um i just need to allow those situations to play out and i think that this is a good double question because the second half of that question i think is is a way to deal with that which is reinforcing the positive elements and things that I find inspiring about an art, artist's, like, expression uh, whenever I see them show up. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, if usually it's confidence things, you know, if an artist is inconfident about certain things. Um, a lot of the times, like, it's funny, like, they'll perceive things that they do as not not, like, having as much artistic merit as other things that they do because they don't do it as much maybe or you know like for instance like uh, you're playing woodwinds like clarinets and, and tenor sax and I know that you've kind of turned away from the saxophone in general as an instrument you think the clarinet speaks more to your soul um, but like you know we had many conversations about like first of all the fact that I think that you play clarinet very well which is absolutely true um, but like that instrument like it helped the record sound the way that it does and it helped color the record in a way that is clearly your artistic vision and your voice um and and it takes it takes encouragement a lot you know sometimes from people that that you're working with as an artist like and as a producer like encouraging my artists is uh is a really solid way to to end up getting like more material um, and more interesting things that are actually like very colorful like forms of expression that the artist has that that, that don't normally come out, you know? yeah,
0: so <clears throat> I mean, kind of on the lines of that, it sounds like you're you're really talking about like taking this pressure off the artist because I think there's this preconceived notion and and it kind of was how it was often um in the past where you know you book this like certain amount of studio time in this big fancy studio for all this this top dollar money, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this pressure. Like, okay, August thirteenth, I have, you know, eight hours in this fancy recording studio with these players and well, I better not get sick and I my dog better not die and, you know, I better not be too hungry or or, or too full or like <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and <laughs> that puts so much pressure, especially on a singer. I mean, it's just like yeah. You know. So what's your view on on recording music in um more of a I don't want to say like grassroots type of way, but but basically ditching the idea of like you need a big fancy studio that costs tons and tons of money in order to do something good.
1: Yeah. Um well, you know what? That's a double-edged sword. The concept of pressure. Um, pressure is potential energy, and potential energy in any system is is the thing that that actually ends up like propelling anything forward. Be it water in pipes, be it artistic vision in a project, um, and uh, and so I wouldn't just wholesale like dismiss pressure you know whereas like you know you can have situations where the pressure is too high and the pipes burst you know uh you can also set pressure at realistic and good levels that allow for allow for development to happen and happen organically or happen in some sort of way that actually like you know and a good way to do that is uh a, a, a way that pressure can go wrong, I think, a lot of the time is not leaving enough open lines. Um, is just saying, like, oh, this project is going to be completed in this way on this day, and we're going to spend this money, we're going to use these people, and blah, 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 blah. I have it all planned out, and everything is going to go exactly as planned, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and of course, it never doesn't anyway, yeah,
1: and uh, and not allowing uh allowing yourself to just organically go with the flow when uh when things ultimately do when plans do change because plans will change um it's that it's that energy it's the energy of you being able to to alchemize uh uh unforeseen events and turn them into uh positive things that that I was talking about this on the last podcast you know it's how you're feeling is, is is how you're going to in like uh, imbue the is what you're going to imbue the music with. So if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling like very single-minded about the way something's going to be, the music is going to sound very one-dimensional. Um, it's going to sound like you always had a plan and it is exactly what you think it's going to be, and you're going to get something that's kind of banal, you know um but if you're really open minded about the process if you if other things can happen and you're willing to be and you're willing to see beauty when it comes up and you're willing to incorporate it in the music then i i in my experience i've ended up with better products that way
0: that's how you find good stuff too yeah you know is 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 in those exploratory moments
1: mhm absolutely um but yeah like um, what what is your perspective on on your process working mm-hmm. here? You know, I mean, I'm curious on on on, on on working here or just recording music in general. I, uh, I, uh, I mean, I guess recording music in general. Like, yeah, let's just talk about that.
0: Well, I'm an artist, mm-hmm. and I'm really sensitive. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very challenging for me. You know, I can perform for like m- millions of people and be stoked, but like to sit there record something, even just guitar vocal, and then sit in the mixing room and like listen to myself back. Like, oh my god, mm-hmm. talk about like courage, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you know, I find it the the the, the part I find scariest. Because it's not live and because they don't have an audience to like bounce off with and dance to do that energy dance with and like really like perform for. Yeah. It. It. It's hard for it not to feel like sterile and contrived, but I just realized that you know, realized recently that, you know, if you employ certain techniques, you know, you can still get that essence out, but you just have to approach it kind of differently.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a whole nother art. Yeah. Recording music and performing music. It yeah. is a whole nother muscle yeah. of the brain and of the soul.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting, we had a conversation going about this too. I remember. Um, we were just talking about the difference between playing live and and playing meaningfully in a recording situation uh, because uh, it is you you have an audience and when you when you're playing live, you have this audience that you 're playing for and you have a song and you 're like i 'm going to take this song and i 'm going to deliver it I have a message and these people are going to hear this message and i 'm going to enrich these people 's lives and also my life by delivering the message to them um, and when you don 't have those people uh it can be a bit of an existential, like, question. You know, like, wait a second. You know, you can you can think of it as like this enigmatic, like, okay, there's seemingly possibly seven billion people who could listen to this song that I'm that I'm delivering this message to, which I don't think is as uh, I don't think it's as effective as turning and looking instead of performing the song to the people you perform the song to the song um you know and it's and it's it's the moment where instead of you know honoring uh humanity by honoring these people you can actually honor the concept of the song that actually is is in the song by just like really paying attention to what it is that you are feeling about in this music and and how this music uh in the song that came to you is something truly beautiful and like honoring the music in that way um and that's why i think recording is it's it's a really powerful experience um and sometimes it can be really you know difficult to look at it because like you'll play something and then you'll hear it back and like nobody's perfect so like they'll hear themselves and they'll mm-hmm. be like oh my god this doesn't honor this song this is horrible you that's know? how i feel a lot um when i'm recording um yeah and like You know, I mean, that's just a perspective thing because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just silly because, because you wrote the song, like it's, I mean, and it's, and it's a beautiful work of art, uh, and, and you wouldn't have been able to write the song if you weren't capable of playing it. Um, Hmm. uh, like you, you have the ability to deliver that message in a really powerful way. Um, and so, like, it's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't like to get hung up on perfection in, in recording situations. I don't think that it's healthy.
0: I th- Well, I think that's what I struggle with often mm-hmm. is <clears throat> perfectionism. And that's, I mean, I feel like that goes hand in hand in, you know, sometimes in a recording studio because, you know, especially with the digital age, you know, you can be a perfectionist. Not saying it's a good thing, but... You can go back and do that one take 80 times or even the one sentence like 80 times, you know. Mm -hmm. And there just comes a point where you just have to like kind of let it go and put your soul into it and realize that it's not about being perfect. I mean, I always come back to like my favorite artists and albums like of all time. Mm -hmm. Honestly, most of them were live albums, but like a lot of the records that I loved... We're just it's it's more about like a vibe than like getting something right. I mean, I'm come from being very inspired by someone like Bob Dylan. It's like his voice is insanely not good. <laughs> but it's so insanely good because he sings his truth and he just sings who he is. Mm-hmm. And you know, If he was singing his songs in, like, a perfect, like, sing-songy voice, that would make me want to barf a little bit, you know? Yeah. So it's like I always ask myself, like, when I'm recording, like, okay, like, how can I let my most authentic self come through, and how can I love myself amongst, like, the cricks and cracks of my, you know, vocals and, you know, you know, I'm not an opera singer, or I'm not this incredibly smooth sultry perfect perfect singer but it's like well, I don't really want to be and I don't really aim to be that I don't I don't it's funny I don't even think of myself as a singer <clears throat> I think of myself as a storyteller yeah. through song
1: yeah
0: and I think that's important to To capture that story mm-hmm. through singing, but capturing the story also through like production. And like by production I mean like you know, like what instruments is on it. Um and and the overall vibe that the producer <laughs> will will put on it. So it when somebody takes a song to you. It, do you look at the song first and then kind of like almost like ask it like what it needs and what it doesn't need?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you, it's, that's very important. Um, you know, other, lots of people write songs and write songs through production. Um, they start with nothing and then they write a beat and they write the song to the beat and the production is the thing that inspires the lyrics to the song. Um, and definitely like I've definitely done that. Um, uh, in my experience, I've been the most satisfied with music that was brought to me uh, that had an idea that had some germ of an idea. You know, be that a completed song, or be that an emotion um, or a feeling or something like uh, the the most important first step to any production is just listening, like intent listening. And making yeah. sure that uh, making sure that you aren't just projecting your ego onto a song, you know. Mm. Like once again, if an artist comes to me and like and I hear something, like I could hear something, and I could be like, oh, I hear this, 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 and this. And all of a sudden, I've just like sandblasted like this this thing that is that is that is pure and beautiful that was just put in front of me with with my perspective on that thing and just like in depending on the artist and you know their sensibilities like that that could be very inspiring for them or it could be a huge turn off for them um it could be something that just taints taints the entire process because all of a sudden like it becomes very clear that they're not going to have control over the situation um
0: uh yeah yeah I mean, I think that's interesting, though, too, because I think as a producer, it is almost your job to at least have an opinion Mm -hmm. and that perspective. And and ultimately, I think it's about as an artist, like learning how to choose producers that are aligned with your vision. If you do know what you want and if you don't know what you want, like feeling what feels like really good Mm -hmm. but i totally agree about like the ego thing about you know Mm -hmm. as a producer not letting your ego be like kind of imprinted on it yes like your soul as a producer can be like imprinted on it but Mm -hmm. i think there's a difference between you know the ego and the soul yeah um because that's what makes like famous producers really really amazing i mean Mm -hmm. It's still the artist's work, but they have this distinct sound as a producer, like how they make, how they frame the song.
1: Uh, There's a phrase that's been running through my head for the last few days, which is, uh, theory is not practice. Um, And I've been thinking about it in different concepts, and I think that it applies in this situation. Um, Because, like, if you think of uh, the ego and the soul... um, I would equate those two things. I would equate the ego to theory and I would equate the soul to practice. And I would say that your opinion and your theory like while valuable and definitely um can uh dictate the way that the way that you end up practicing um it is not in itself practice and it is not necess- it's not inherently meaningful without the act of practice without the soul. Um, and you can be involved on a creative project and like, if an artist comes to me and they're, you know, I mean, they're trying to make something that I think I know how to make. Right. And I've done this, I've done this before. I've made projects where I've, I've just shouldered a lot of artistic, uh, uh, input and, uh, and made projects that just ended up not Feeling genuine, not feeling genuine to me or the artist. And overall, just like, you know, not not necessarily hitting as hard as I think some of the things that that I've made have have hit, you know, which were the things that I I definitely just allowed myself to to accept this belief on the inside, which is that I'm not right. I'm not always right. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to know what is good for this person or for this project. I'm only here to facilitate the production of this project and an artist's word is the final say. And if I think something is good, I'll definitely like, I'll definitely reinforce that with my behavior. Like, and in practice, you know, my soul will reinforce things that I think is good by like, you know, can, you know, by, by focusing on those things. But I allow my ego and the theory to be guided by the will of the artist, which is the person who says, I like that. They'll point at something that I wasn't even thinking about, and I'll say, okay, and I'll focus my soul on that, and I will focus my energy on that, and I will do my best to understand what it is about that that they are hearing, that they value, and I will try and reinforce that and make it good. Um, So I wouldn't necessarily... Like, my opinion matters, but it's really my practice that matters more. And, uh, it's my, it's, it's, it's my, uh, dedication that matters the most.
0: Mm. Uh, you're almost like your commitment to <clears throat> showing up.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Energetically and even spiritually for the artist, you know, I think you're cause you're, you're, you're the boat mm-hmm. that is carrying the artist to shore.
1: Mm hmm. Right or yeah. out to sea, however you want to see it. Well, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was just
0: saying I was like to the island or the, you know, yeah. but you're the boat. Okay, yeah. Or you're the earth that grows the seed.
1: Mhm.
0: You know. Um but yeah, I think I think at the end of the day it comes back to <clears throat> authenticity and being genuine and I think that is is definitely a skill that you really have to cultivate as as not only an artist but a producer because you have to remain genuine as a producer, but you also have to facilitate the growth of an artist, really. I mean, and helping them be genuine. So you not only have to be genuine and authentic, but you get to oftentimes coach the artist into their genuine expression. mm mm-hmm. Because sometimes we're jaded when we're like behind the microphone or like, you know, we don't realize we're not quite being authentic just because we're like living in fear or like we're our head this summer or we're too hungry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've known a lot of good producers in the past and they'll just look at people or look at me and they're like, let's take a lunch break. Mm-hmm. You need a snack. Mm-hmm. Do you need a nap? <laughs> oh, but really, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like honestly for me, it sometimes all it takes is a candle Yep, it's lighting a candle it's so simple and change the lighting it's just like it's so so particular to me yeah um but i i love the way that you you do things in the studio and i love the outlook that you have have on life and i think that filters in to your work, and I, I I love that phrase that you said, you know it's the practice
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: it's your practice, not just your job, yeah, it's a practice, and I think that's an important thing to to carry over into your life as an artist, whether you're a producer, whether you're a painter or you're a business person um, let it be your practice hmm let your practice be your guide and let the guide be your practice. Totally. And I think at the end of the day, that's what creating art is all about. Yep, yep. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. So we're gonna hear a lot more from Mitchell Hauser in the future. We got a lot of amazing things to talk about, but just wanted to kinda hop on and and get the lowdown on on his views on producing and and uh, just some of the greatness that come, comes out of his studio. So thanks, Mitchell Hauser. Thank you very much. Um, so if we wanted to, to find you online, do you have an Instagram? Where, where can people find out more about you and about your studio?
1: Yep. You can find my website, housemusicproduction.com. Uh, How do you spell that? Uh, H-A-U-S musicproduction.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find me at that Instagram, housemusicproduction, H-A-U-S Music production um and uh or you can find me in sherman oaks uh, (laughs) yeah and come and hang out and we can jam and and write or do whatever i open door policy yeah i'm just always trying to meet people and make good music and make good art and maybe not music but just art
0: yeah excellent well thanks so much for chatting today
1: thank you very much for having me